Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a movie about podcast, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is Tama Alexander. How are you, Tama? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty all right, other than as I I talked before we began recording, uh, getting over Lady Coronavirus. Um, So, Tama, do you like movies? Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy movies. I tend to watch them quite a bit just to like fall asleep <laughs> to and stuff like that. It's a good time. As as there, uh, no doubt, everyone who worked very hard to make those films loves to yeah, hear. Yeah, they, they want me to fall asleep at night just yeah. to sleep with a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you're like a big uh, Transformers fan. Do you enjoy those films? I actually really enjoy them, especially like, obviously because I grew up watching like the Michael Bay Transformers, which. You know, a lot of people don't really enjoy, but I really liked it. And that was when I had a massive crush on Megan Fox as like a nine-year-old kid. It was the best time to be alive. <laughs> sure, sure. That absolutely makes sense. Um, what, Which one do you think is the best out of those films? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to just say the first one, just, just because it's got a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I got to say, man of good taste, I must say. That's right. I've you know, done I, only the high quality films. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've run the numbers on the Transformers films that I've seen, and the first one is my favorite as well. Um, but uh, do you remember the first film you saw in the cinema? Oh, to be honest, I think it was probably well, the first one that I remember seeing would have been the Simpsons movie. Oh, nice. That was a good time. My um, the person that was babysitting me took me out to go and see it, and for like a kid of my age at the time, it was wildly inappropriate. And so I came home. My parents were a bit shocked, but I had an absolute blast and a half with it. It was so much fun. Have you seen it recently? I haven't watched it recently. No, I, I probably should, to be honest. Can I tell you? I watched it like a few months ago. It still holds up. It's still very still, funny. Uh, and, there's so much just dumb stuff in it. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Is like. It, it doesn't have a lot of humor that dates it. And it also doesn't have like a lot of like humor that dates it as in it's like offensive, which I is so rare these yeah. days. Oh, absolutely. So, props to the people that put together the Simpsons film. And I also go so hard because they were like, we're done after this. Yeah. And then they were like, this went well enough. 
we'll keep doing the Simpsons we'll, for a little bit. We'll see what we can do. Did yeah, you ever have a it's film? Still quoted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One of the best gags is um, for me is uh, yes, I'm General, and then he looks down. Marriott Suites. It's very fun. <laughs> Love a little bit. Like very throwaway joke. Um, do you have a movie that you absolutely hate? Um, to be honest, I don't know if there are any films that I like really hate just because it, it's sort of like music. I'm like, oh, everyone likes different things mm. to watch personally just because I'm not a huge fan of it. Like things like my sister, because having an older sister growing up, she made me watch things like Legally Blonde and Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I enjoy them, but they're not sort of things that I'm super into. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But you've never been so incensed by a film that you're like, no, I've never, I've never sat there seething. Surprisingly not. (laughs) Can I tell you it's more mature, more mature than most of the people on Twitter, it seems. Oh my god. Like, oh, I can't even don't want to get into that. There's a bunch of Star Wars news that's been giving me a headache. Um because people are silly. Um, okay, so I'm gonna get into some movie trivia questions here. Okay. First question is: what is movie? movie is in like it's just a motion picture yeah is that that's how you define a movie i'd I'd define a movie as just yeah just a lot of pictures making making a moving one making a movie all right making a movie great excellent um who is more fuckable Gollum or schmeagle we're talking physically the same we're talking personality okay that's tough because Gollum, I feel like, would be very into kinky shit. Mm, like, mm-hmm. Gollum would not be afraid. We've seen he's not afraid to choke. Um, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and he does know how to work a ring. But then you have <laughs> Smeagol. <laughs> but then you have Smeagol, who I feel like would be far more, like, he'd hold you afterwards. And, and he'd make sure everything's okay and probably get you Uber Eats. So I'm going to say probably, probably Smeagol. Just, just for the longevity of the relationship, if it was a one and done, golem all the way. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent response. Um, what book do you think should never be turned into a film? Oh, no. Well, I mean, like all the ones that I think shouldn't be turned into a film, probably. Oh, actually, probably Mein Kampf. <laughs> you know, it's <what>? solid <laughs> fucking response. Yeah, I feel like that one could could like documentary would would hit hard that was like history channel prime time but if you yeah. made like a feature film about it you're done you don't jump like sure you might get an oscar or two but also like you're never coming back from that <laughs> you'll always be oh you're the dude that played hitler and you're like yes thank you but i've gone on to do all this other stuff I'm like no no you'll always be my hitler <laughs> not my hitler oh boy uh what's your favorite cinema snack oh probably um, lollies that you've smuggled in yourself just because it tastes better because mm. you've had like the, the victory. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember one time a now defunct friend of mine, I used to work at a cinema and so we would check the bags coming in, you know, to make sure someone doesn't have a gun, you know, yeah. or whatever. And we he had smuggled in two bottles of wine to go watch <laughs> Jurassic Park. And I'm like... Oh. It sounds like you got your night sorted, my man. Don't that would go so hard. Yeah, my, it was my... good. 
back when the last Spider-Man film came out, my friends and I went to the cinema and smuggled in some alcohol. And we had the first half of the film was an absolute blast. The second half, we were just asleep, cold, out cold for it. Like, I, I sort of half awoke and then saw Tobey Maguire and went, no fucking way. And then just, <laughs> I was going to say, because the second half is the fun part of that movie. Yeah, literally. It was. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, yeah, I, I think smuggling in uh, candy uh, is <laughs> a very good way of going about it. I remember doing that as a child and going, this isn't allowed. And my mom is like, it's too damn expensive. We're going to go to the dollar store, yeah. get a bunch of what they call movie theater candy. And then they literally label it that. Yeah, they do, because it's like those boxes you get at the concession stands. It's like that kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know. Americans are going to grift. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so what movie do you think is the most likable villain? Oh. Like, immediately I'm sort of drawn to the idea of the Lion King, just because I feel like people feel like Scar has been like, you know, he's he's this outcast. And a lot of people are like, oh, I feel a little bad for him, but he's also an arsehole. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't know. And currently in my head, I'm just thinking Mein Kampf, the movie. And I'm just to... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I gotta get that out. Gotta get yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta expel that. You gotta get Russell Crowe in here to exercise that. Oh, absolutely. For sure. He'll have to cover it and stop it all. Um, the most likable villain. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure because I obviously I really like a really evil villain. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy characters like Voldemort and Sauron. Mm-hmm. So there's like no redeeming quality. Yeah, I really like the really evil, evil villains. Oh, that makes sense. That that that's that is quite fun, I must say, because there is like this trend now where you're like, ah, oh, but this guy, you know, he's kind of like you get a little yeah. sympathy, and I've got to have where, two sides. Oh yeah. Whereas, like, that's the thing I do love about Star Wars villains as well, with the exception, obviously, of Darth. Like, this is what I mean to say is like that's why I love Emperor Palpatine because it's yeah. just like, look at this crazy evil guy go. <laughs> He's so, what a wacky little guy. This unmoisturized Jedi is just absolutely whooping ass. <laughs> Someone please, please get him some lotion. <laughs> <laughs> He's been holding the safe bit too close to himself. It's just burnt off yeah. the skin eventually. I seem to have contracted a sunburn. I'm worried that it might be melanoma. Um, what movie makes you the horniest, Tama? Oh, see, as I mean, as we were talking about earlier, young Tama would have been the first Transformers because Megan Fox. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But now, I, mm, <laughs> trying so hard not to say Minecraft the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get off the Minecraft. Every time. I think this is where my day was going. Uh, maybe that makes me, I mean, I'm probably just going to go straight down one to say something like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's a standard okay. film meant to make people horny. That, that is meant to make people horny. It's the last time we've really had a horny movie as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there haven't been too many films coming out recently with the intention of being horny. Yeah. You kind of fall into it accidentally. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, um, oh, it'll get you. Yeah, it'll absolutely it'll get you. Um, uh, what, if you had killed a Marvel character, which would it be and why? And they're never going to return. You're going to eliminate oh. them forever. From the MCU. From, gotcha. A uh, Marvel character that I want to eliminate. 
Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know too much about Marvel and I like all the characters that I already know. Um, and so I'm not up to date and I don't know who's already dead. But well, maybe any time. Yeah, anytime. I'd probably take it back and just say like Hawkeye. Sure. Just because I feel like if he died, it would be something so insignificant. Like it would happen in a post-credits scene for one of their miniseries. And it would be so bad. And like it wouldn't even be a fun death. Like Hawkeye, you'd expect something badass to happen. It would be like he gets food poisoning because he tried living by himself and he cooked chicken roll. Yeah, not to be in bad taste, perhaps run over by a snowblower. Yeah, something exciting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, poor. I do feel for Jeremy Renner. That's oh, a freak yeah. accident. <laughs> um, poor guy. But yeah, that made poor Hawkeye. Um, Hawk guy is one of my favorite. Uh, anyway, so I have a couple other questions for you. Um. Do you remember what your first character crush was? I mean, I guess you've already kind of talked about Megan yeah. Fox, eh? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. She was very influential to my okay. life. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Have you seen, um, oh gosh, what's that horror movie? I know I just recently saw it with her in it. Her and Megan Siegfried. Siegfried. Oh, God. What is it called? I, this is so embarrassing. I'm being incredibly... Yeah, I, I have no clue, to be honest. I have no clue. Um, so you haven't seen it is what I'm hearing. No, I've um, not seen a horror film with her in it. Megan Fox. Uh, let me bring it up. Bring it up. It is called Jennifer's Body, of course. Okay. What, like, do you know what it's Highly about? recommend it. If you like, she delivers a fantastic performance. It's a great horror film. Go for it. I say. Brilliant. Um, I'll have to give it a look. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll substitute that question with another one. Uh, out of all of the Lord of the Rings characters, who is the best hair? Oh, oh, that's okay. So I'm thinking about Galadriel and Legolas immediately. They've got, but I mean, I guess I really like Gimli's hair just because it fits him so well and perfectly. There's so much he can like. If I was a hairdresser, not that I'm qualified in any way, but I feel like he's the sort of guy they'd walk in and be like, "We've got so much to work with. This is amazing," <laughs> and they'd really like to just style it up, give him something good. Everyone would be coming over, like. So I think practically it would have to be Gimli has the best hair because he can do a lot with it, mm-hmm. um, but visually probably either. Galadriel or Arwen. Oh, yes. Long, luscious locks you like. Mm. And finally, why is Austin Powers so sexy? I think it's just, you know, well, firstly, his mojo's playing a big role in, in how it all goes down. But um, maybe it's just, yeah, like the, the charisma and the unnatural body thrusts really bring it together. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> Actually, the other day, I think it was like two or three days ago, my, my friend and I caught stoned and watched Austin Powers too. And nice. That like it was it was such a surreal experience because the whole time I was thinking, damn, maybe I could be an international man of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a follow-up question now. Who would you rather date? Shrek or Austin Powers? Okay. Well, I feel like Austin Powers, I'd be worried about him all the time. And I'd be mm-hmm. a bit concerned that he's going out and like, oh, having an affair or, or cheating on me. Whereas Shrek, I feel like, would just, you know, he wouldn't want to go and do anything and he'd always be grumpy and mad at me. And that one, like, both situations, I feel a bit, you know, trapped in said relationship. Um, 
I think purely just for his experience and what he can bring to the table financially as well, it would have to be Austin Powers. I see, I see. Whereas um, Shrek, let's be fair, he's kind of a hobo. And um, he's... <laughs> He does like, only have that one, that he, one set he, of clothes. <laughs> that one set of clothes. He lives in like a tree stump or whatever in a forest. And honestly, yeah. hygiene. Mm, come on, he's got a. He's got. I know, I know he's an ogre, but I'm sure you know. Peel back some yeah. of the, those onion layers, and he's got a heart of gold. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's fantastic. Excellent. Well answered. Um. So we're getting our. Pardon me. We're getting our random word. Are you ready? Yeah. This is the backbone on which the entire episode will be built. And it is fuss. F-U-S-S. Fuss. fuss. So we want to build build a film around the word fuss. Fuss, yes. So it could be something like um a biopic about like the world's most powerful Karen. <laughs> sure, I like it. The world's most powerful. Karen. So she's making a fuss about everything. About everything, no matter what. And it can start when she was like a child and she's fussing around over like crayons and like, you know, yanking them out of people's noses, other children's noses, obviously. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, building up her, her Karen abilities until she realizes, you know, she's got something special. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I like um, it as also like like an origin story and then you know for the first act and then we get to the second act and she's just a horrendous terrible person oh she's the worst person in the world and then of course in the third act she has to start using her powers for good right yes yeah there's got to be the redemption arc in there yeah a redemption arc of karen's (laughs) um okay so i like that she turns from a karen into a beverly where she like transitions into the yeah, one she... night, she... good. Like one night, she eats a whole load of food, and the next morning, like reemerges as a Beverly, <laughs> like a chrysalis <laughs> forms around her. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, she goes down to the courthouse, has her name legally chained to Beverly, yeah. and um, I I think that's very funny, very good. I think having um a couple of sequences at the beginning of like seeing like again her being a tattletale, right? Yes, yeah. Being a tattletale is very fun. I think we should also, you know, I think the term Karen is very funny and very good. But if we started calling grown women tattletales, mm. I think it would be funnier. I think I feel like that would work a lot stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, no one likes a snitch. Famously, they get stitches, you know. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that the slug on the poster could be Karen's get stitches. Uh, which... <laughs> <laughs> think a fun subversion so i think we probably need like three or four sequences of like her tattling on other kids and i feel like one you you said you know pulling on out crayons and going that's not good i yeah. like that one i think um um her tattling on another kid that was bullying um another kid would be good but bullying for like a good reason like this kid was like hey basically tattling on another person that's tattling yes yeah oh the whole if you tell me i'm gonna tell on you situation absolutely Um, but it's got to be about something that like is actually good it's like oh this you know this kid is like hey this other kid is running with scissors and then she's like hey this kid's yeah 
Yeah, it's just um, he's running an attitude. Yeah, <laughs> he's running an attitude. And then in the background, you just see a kid fall with the scissors and then it jump cuts to like an ambulance. <laughs> the kid just goes out, ambulance goes off, and then she could be standing there going, and the taxpayers paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that quite well. Uh, I like it also, like, obviously we're here in um, Aotearoa, New Zealand. I like it being set here as well. Like, it's very oh, small town, right? Yes, everyone knows everyone. They're all talking exactly. about, you know, Karen from down the road. Exactly. So I think um, we got two scenarios. What are What's another scenario of her tattling as a child, do you think? Um, she could bring something to school, or you know, like a ball, and some other people could, like, she could see people playing with it and having fun. Mm-hmm. And she just like telling them for using her belongings and like tell the teacher just you know they're being horrendous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think if you wanted to make it topical, um, you could have her tattling on a kid for not wearing like uh, a mask during Ooh. like you know when it, when that was going on. Um, I think that's kind of funny as a concept, and then for her to be like teacher teacher this person's not wearing a mask and then it, it, to like cut to her not wearing one yeah the time she's just got like two massive bits of snot just dribbling on the front. yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely she's like well it's in the front of my personal freedom so yeah and she goes i've got an exemption actually and yeah, it's just yeah. some terribly written thing with like the ease are backwards <laughs> some mask exemption i like that that's very good and what's our our fifth and final one do you think oh well, I'm trying to think about like all the stuff that would go on at primary school that we get kids like to mm-hmm. tell on each other. Someone could, um, you know, sit at her desk. Mm-hmm. But I no, like you that. look like you had an idea. Oh well, kissing. There's got to be kissing. Oh, that's so just like hey, yeah. I saw these two kids getting horny in the back of the school. <laughs> uh, it could be a kid that she had a crush on and oh. another girl, and so she tells on the girl and then like <sighs> tries to comfort the guy. Mm, Already diabolical relationship drama in primary schools that stuff wow that was crazy yeah absolutely I, th- I like that a lot actually that's very good and then i feel like that's the last one and then we jump to her as an adult yeah and she's getting divorced from that guy <laughs> yes the- <laughs> I it was it was her idea that she's gaslighting him into thinking that like <laughs> that yeah. into thinking he's like the problem and that he like needs to make the decision. And it's I always like so. if you want to leave me, you can leave me. Like I'm I don't mind if you want to leave me. Like hey, stop making like stop talking like you want to leave me. What is yeah? I'd like that could that could be good. I think that's very good. I think that's very funny as well because like I mean I think in a way it's feminist to make a movie about a just a terrible woman. I mean you know oh, yeah. Todd Field made Tar and now we're making Karen. Um, you got a um, Karen with a little chick mark over the A, <laughs> like Tar, Karen. Um, but I like that a lot. I think she's like gaslighting him into doing it because I think she's got to have someone else in her life. Right. That she's trying to get with. Oh, for sure. She's like, yeah, she's got to have something to do with her free time. And she's not yelling mm. at minimum wage workers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I like this idea of like, she gets divorced. She's moved on to this new person. And then she, they become like a power couple of like being just awful. Right. Oh, that's a great idea. And I think the change of heart comes at the end of act two when um, he like dies somehow. 
Oh yeah, and oh, he could die because she used her Karen powers for evil, and that indirectly killed him. Exactly. So oh. what what did she do that led to his death? Do you think? Well, do we want him to have like a particularly gruesome, like grisly death, like Final <laughs> Destination level death? <laughs> I think so. I, I think it's got to be right. I would, I'd also quite like the film to be one of the ones where every now and again it flashes up in the bottom corner. Please put on your three D glasses now, because I like the <laughs> idea of the sort of people putting them on. The, and she could be sitting in the cinema telling people, put your fucking glasses on. <laughs> She's like elbow well. deep in a bucket of popcorn. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, okay. So he has to die somehow by her being like, oh, okay. I think maybe do you think she's like, okay, this person, be, they're being very racist, you know, and that's not good. I want to say that. <laughs> yeah. So people don't get a misconstrued. Um, don't take this out of context. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're like, ah, oh, get this, you know, like, um, you know, because it's set in New Zealand, and finally a singular black person shows up in this tiny, tiny town, and they're like, ah, oh, you got to get out of here. We don't want to get mugged or whatever. And he's like, I'm, I'm on a working holiday visa. I am literally a student. I am taking some time off. You know, I'm working at a farm. And she's like, okay, cool, whatever. And she's like, okay, honey, you got to like film me confronting this person. And then like a bus comes by because he's on his phone and he doesn't see it, just like smacks him and he's dead. Yes, yeah, I, I quite like that. And like his last words, like as people are running up to him, this is like, oh, he's all crumpled and slowly fading away. He just says, don't let him steal my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> just to really drive home that he's this horrifically racist, horrible man. <laughs> Absolutely. So you don't feel bad that he's gone. You can't yeah, I, feel bad. Oh, they could they could take over to start to like try to bring him back to life and instead of do not resuscitate as a tattoo, it's don't let him steal my wallet. And then they look on his IDs and it goes, Oh, he doesn't even donate his organs. What a bastard. <laughs> what an asshole. This is terrible. Oh, so then I like that a lot. And then so she's got to be at the funeral, right? Yeah. And has a road to Damascus moment where she's like, okay, I gotta stop. I got to start using my tattletale abilities for good. Yeah. And I don't want to go to like a vigilante justice place because that seems like a bit fraught. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, if Beverly becomes like walks around saying, I have justice or I am vengeance. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. Just Beverly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So she needs to sort of, maybe it's just she changes just the way it is and the film like throughout before then can have like a wee like dark blue filter on it and after that there's like a yellow happy outlook on life and she's walking around and you know mm -hmm. because I'm happy <laughs> and she's going off having a blast oh yeah I think that's good I think that's um solid I think um I think as well we should see her trying to like undo like she's volunteering places yes. she um because oh this what what about this um her husband has died and left her a lot of money. And so yeah. she's setting up like foundations and charity work and that sort of thing. And then I think the end has to be, she says something stupid, right? And then there's a Karen on her case. Oh yes, and then the cycle continues. Yeah, the cycle continues. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I've learned so much from mine. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You're being terrible. Okay. At the end, they can yeah. like have like a teased sequel where it says like Karen Cop 
in cinemas next spring. That's <laughs> just Beverly going around stopping Karens. Karen will return in Karen Cop. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Who do you think should be our Karen? Gotta be a Isn't white it? lady. Oh, it's got it's got yeah, for sure. It's gotta be an act that people I feel like it's gotta be an act people love to hate. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Amy Schumer. <laughs> oh god. Okay, I would say <laughs> Like she wouldn't agree to it at all No, she wouldn't agree to it But that's a great pitch But it is one of those things as well as I I guess, you know, I was going to say We said it in New Zealand She doesn't have to try to do the accent But it would be like very funny to watch her like flounder I would like, yeah, if she tries to do it And then when people like in the film say I don't understand you She goes, well that's because you're not from my country And she gets all like <laughs> racist on I think that's very good. I think also then that actually adds a level of like an entitled American coming to this small town and trying to yes. tell them what's what, yeah. which, oh God, must be so insufferable. Um, I say as an American who's come to this country, um, <laughs> I like that. Um, who should her first husband be, do you reckon? Oh, so this is the one that gets killed because he's racist? No, this is the first one that she, like, leaves. Oh, the one that she divorces, yeah. Yeah, she divorces, um, she gaslights it. I gl- gaslights him, I should say. I feel like he needs to be a lovable character. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to be one that we feel bad for when she divorces him. Yeah, I feel like um, my inclination would be to put, like, Jermaine Clement or Reese Darby in there. He's yeah. Like, kind like, of like a national treasure. Yeah, you know, like a really loved actor, like Brett McKenzie sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, oh, and also, like, I feel... <laughs> I feel like Reese might be a bit too full on for it because, like, he's kind of got a you know kind of crazy energy. Yeah. Whereas, like, Brett's great because because it is like he would be so forlorn. He's like this yeah. nice, gentle man, and like, why are you being so mean to our boy? You picture him just sort of just sitting there taking it as she's going off and just going. Arr! Yeah, whatever you say. The lawyer. Um, I guess has to I be am. Peter Jackson. <laughs> like, you know, I like this idea of him going. Yeah, I guess I do want to leave you now that you put it that way. Oh. <laughs> Like, maybe, maybe this should stop and then she can go off at him and that being like what you're leaving me for real yeah and then she gets upset by that yeah that's very funny um i think then that also gets, makes a great opportunity for him to write uh i'm leaving you song and play it on the piano for a nice little oh, sequence so we make the song a musical i think i don't think it's all a musical i think it would be just like a nice little way like, to we, try and get a best original song oscar you know yeah I mean, it's basically given, going to be given to us at this point. I mean, let's be Absolutely. Honest. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, a really nice piano piece as it, like, shows him walking home in the rain, stepping in puddles. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that a lot. Um, and then now, who do we want the horrendously racist husband to be? Oh, well, I mean, it's got to be someone who's got like a history of being able to play characters that are quite diabolical and like could be quite racist. So um, I'm almost thinking like Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained, <laughs> that style. Sure, sure, sure. But, yeah, I like that. So, so so, someone who's just like, okay, saying the N-word is what you're saying. Like awful. I'm not, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's, just, let's just take a step back. But yeah, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like Pretty that. Much. We, I we want a say, racist, like a racist character. Find someone who's done it before. Yeah. Um. My the other person that comes to mind is Sam Rockwell, who played a bunch mm-hmm. of racists right in a row, if you recall. Um. But yeah. he did say, "I'm done doing that." So mm, maybe not. Like, oh, but I like yeah. Leo DiCaprio. 
I also like this idea that Leo DiCaprio plays this guy who's in this movie for like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, and you then know. just gets killed off horrifically. Yeah, which I think is very funny because like if you don't know that going in, you're like, oh, this is going to be such a funny, weird thing with Amy Schumer and Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leo's doing just a terrible Kiwi accent because we know he can't do a South African accent and like that whole colony oh, accent yeah. to say is live. Um man i don't know if you can hear it is absolutely pouring buckets outside now um briefly distracted but i like that idea of getting a very famous person who just dies immediately straight away Mm -hmm. like one of those Mm -hmm. silly like yeah um, cameo films where like every actor is a huge star Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i like that a lot who do you who do you think we should get to direct it oh that's that's interesting i I don't know i feel like we it needs to be a fun sort of film Mm-hmm. And so immediately I'm thinking someone like Adam Sandler could put a good fun spin on that. Uh, <laughs> is he ever directed a movie? Has I don't know, but I just I just feel like he's the sort of guy who would maybe this take is the on first one a project like this. You know, Adam, let's get him in the call. Absolutely, I'm gonna put an Adam Sandler directed movies and see what comes up, if anything. Um. Yes, he does. He has. So, yeah, get him in. Get yeah. get the Sandman in. Yeah, I mean, hey, again, it's an Oscar just sitting there on the table. He's yeah. just got to reach out and grab it. <laughs> I like that idea. I mean, like, I feel like we got to um, put him as a cameo as well, right? Like, yes, she's, oh, of course. like, going off on someone and he's like, you can't say that. Oh man, you cannot say that. And she just like throws a cup of like oat milk at him and just tells him to go. <laughs> go screw. Yeah. I like this idea of like him playing like a doctor or a lawyer, like a very like small part, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's good. I think we have a winner here. I think this is we're onto something big. And is this do you want to keep it called fuss or do you want to keep it called do you want to call it Karen with an exclamation point? What do you want to call it? I feel like it should be one of those ones, you know, sort of like where it's Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Okay. Like where it's got like a tagline that is the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtitle. Um, so Fuss, colon. <laughs> Fuss, the redemption story of an insufferable bitch. <laughs> I like that. I like Starring that a lot. Amy Schumer. Schumer. DiCaprio. <laughs> a film by Adam Sandler. A Happy Gilmore production. Oh, <laughs> fucking great. A plus, no notes. Um, Are you ready for the lightning round, my man? I, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, so Brink is the first. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you, you can go first if you like. I'll, I'll go first next time. Okay, so Brink is about um a man who is put to the edge trying to host you know host to coach a girls hockey team in the american midwest and it's the 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 title says the b is in parentheticals and then it just says b and then rink like an ice rink very nice i like it thank you i'm i'm thinking about there's a kid who grows up and he can only speak in the onomatopoeia (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) And, and to communicate things, he like goes up to cups and taps and goes, brink, 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 brink. And 
his favorite onomatopoeia is prank. That is such a weird idea, but I like it a lot. That's so good. Oh, what a joy to, to have a different idea than the other person. Um, the next one is organ. O-R-G-A-N, organ. Okay, so I'm picturing like one of those really early Peter Jackson films where they're all puppets and it's all pretty weird, like a dark comedy sort of thing. And it's about a guy who works at a church who plays the organ, but the organ is made out of organs. And so it's like a subtle horror film sort of thingy there, but he's like, why won't anyone sign my record label? And then he plays like this this horrific (laughs) shit song on the intestine organ. And it's just not going to go well. Oh, that's very good. Um, I like that a lot. That's very weird and also kind of where my mind went. So I now have to quick figure out something else. Organ. Um, I think. Um, okay, got it. Um, this is about the relationship between Vincent van Gogh and Paul Gauguin. And someone's trying to, they both have, uh, they're both pursuing the same woman. Uh, for a romantic relationship. So it's, you know, Vincent or Gon. So there we oh, go. Are we, are we rom-com for the artists out there? Yep, absolutely. All right, we got another one, which is... Ooh, pour, perforate. Perforate, perforate, like perforated edges. Oh, I cannot read to save my life. Um, Perforate is about... The man that invented um, the three ring binder, the notebook, you know, the spiral notebook. It's about that guy and how his, um, it's a mock doc, my favorite genre, mockumentary, um, about like, you know, this guy and like his wife leaves and then comes back and there's all these like heightened drama points. But ironically, in the end, he dies because of an infection with a paper cut. Good stuff. I I like, I feel like that's, that's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think of perforate. Um, there's a guy, and it's it's like an underdog story of he always goes to a carnival, and there's this one stall that he really likes, and he keeps trying to do it, and you win various amounts of money. So like, uh, if you if you make a cow noise, like if you moo, you get one dollar. If you if you if you bark, you get two dollars. And he keeps trying. He's not good at the animal sounds, and all the way the top one is you have to purr for eight, and. Um, <laughs> I (laughs) very good a plus no no it's just it's the arc of him like he buys seven cats to learn how to purr properly because the man's (laughs) always like your purring isn't good enough buddy (laughs) that's very funny that's so silly (laughs) Uh, okay we got qualify 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 uh it could be a story of a bunch of like university, like high school students trying to qualify to like get university entrance, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's tough for them because like obviously they'll, they'll have like the different characteristics and stereotypes about high schoolers and like American films especially, and so they're all trying to like qualify to get stuff. But oh, the jockey's trying to qualify for the big team, and they're all trying to like get out there. And all the music is trying to qualify for the brass band, but then he gets bullied for it, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's just sort of like a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think uh, that mine is about someone who is a, a group of people who are uncertain about 
this new company that makes um, some sort of AI stuff, and it's called Qual. There's like some acronym, and so it's Qual Iffy. No one really trusts it. <laughs> it's a bit dodgy. It was a bit dodgy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love dodgy. All right. <laughs> all right, we got. Let's do one more, and that's Vision. 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 So immediately mm-hmm. I'm thinking you could do a film about a blind person. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, growing up, no one ever told him that blind people were blind. He just thought that everyone was blind. Huh. And it can be sort of like a wholesome story about how he lives his whole life believing that the, no one can see. And then one day he gets like the operation and he can see again. And, you know, he like divorces his wife because she's ugly. And he just starts screaming. Ah! He's just like, this is disgusting. He's like, going around. he's like, you know, kicking kids because um, he doesn't know what they are. <laughs> and from his, but he doesn't know they, they can see him because he still thinks they're all blind. So, but yeah, it's it's can see he becomes a villain. And, it's a, yeah. <laughs> what would normally be so wholesome is just distress. That's very funny. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, for vision, for me, it's about um, a person that keeps doing psychedelics and thinks they're on a mission from God, and it turns out they are right, and the world is ending, and they're the only person that can stop it, but no one believes them because they do ayahuasca or whatever. Yeah, like a total recall style thing where it's like you don't sure what's real and like what's not. Until I haven't seen Total Recall. Oh, highly recommend it. Great time. Yeah. Okay. Noted. I've I've been recommended a few times, and I I do need to get to it. Um. So that's the show. Um. What do you want people who listen to this show to know about you? Um. That I personally do not support the idea of making Minecraft into a feature film. <laughs> that's probably the number one takeaway that I want people to remember <laughs> from this. Was yes, I said it a lot. But no, I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Um, but thank you so much for doing this. This is actually absolutely I, I said actually, I meant to say absolutely wonderful. Because saying this was actually wonderful is so rude to yeah, do. It's like, well, you know, no, I, I can't actually believe enjoyed myself. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, no, this was absolutely so much fun. Thank you so much for doing it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I, I was stoked to, to be asked to come and join you. 